Welcome to the Birth Lounge Podcast, an empowering space for expecting and new parents to hear candid conversations with experts, support your mental health, and learn the tips and tricks that thousands of parents have used to craft their ideal birth. We will answer all of your questions, the scary ones and the weird ones, to help calm your fears and feel confident going into your birth. I'm going to help you redefine what birth and motherhood looks like and how to embrace your journey. I've intentionally crafted an amazing list of experts to help you navigate pregnancy, explore your birth options, and plan for postpartum so it can be a time of soaking in your tiny human. We're going to go there on all the hard topics so that you can dive into finding your confidence and freeing yourself from fears around childbirth. With almost 10 years of experience in family education and a master's degree in human development and family studies, I created this podcast as a way to share information so parents can make educated and informed decisions about their care during pregnancy and childbirth. This is a birth community driven by evidence-based information and research in hopes to help you explore your options, understand your rights, and know what choices you have along the way. I'm your host, Hee Hee. Now let's get to the good stuff. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Birth Lounge Podcast. Today we are going to be diving into how productivity kills our postpartum period. And I'm so excited to be joined by my friend, Mandy Major, who is the founder of Major Care and also the creator of my fourth app. There's this culture of hashtag mom strong or tough as a mother, and it encourages new parents to not take that time to go inward and really truly thrive, which often looks like taking a step back in postpartum. So Mandy, welcome to the show. Can you start us off with what is this whole idea of hashtag mom strong, mother strong, tough as a mother? Hey, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And any chance we can talk about mom strong culture, I am ready for it. Count you um, I think, oh, absolutely. And I think it comes from a really good place, right? Of trying to just, uh, we are incredible human beings and uh, do so much, um, sometimes by choice, sometimes not. <laughs> um, but I, I wrote about this uh, for HuffPost a little while back, and, and I feel so passionately about it because we really don't have a fourth trimester culture in America, like at a structural level, at a cultural level. Um, you see it in pockets, but when we look at the world at large, almost everywhere, there is uh, reverence for and respect for this, the fourth trimester, whether, you know, in some places it's the 30 days after having a baby, sometimes it's that full 90 days, but in general, there is some pause and we have no pause button in the United States and we're not afforded one either. So I am just that person like shouting from the rooftops, like let's slow down if we, if we can individually um, as we work towards progress overall getting paid leave so that we, so that all birthing people can actually slow down. So I was going to say that I was going to say, you know, it's, it's hard in a country that just doesn't even recognize postpartum <laughs> yeah. 
even a sliver. We have, even a sliver. Uh, a couple, yeah, we have a couple clients in Germany and I'm always blown away at what other countries do. But in Germany specifically, you get a midwife, whether you birth with a midwife mm-hmm. or an OB, you get a midwife that comes to your home routinely that checks on you, yes. does welfare visits, checks on your baby, answers your questions and truly, truly, truly spends time with you. They don't drop by your house for 10 or 15 minutes. They are truly, truly mm-hmm. there to serve you. So around the world, when we look at it, what are some things that we're seeing that other cultures do that have a lot of good benefits? Absolutely. So you have home health visits like that in certain countries. Um, which is is so powerful, right? Not only to check in on the baby, but you as a dyad. So maybe it is about weight gain and lactation if you're breast or body feeding, um, but that's also about you and how that's going, you know, you two as a unit, um, but also checking in on your bleeding, your emotional health. I just, that is, um, it is so vital and it's been shown like countries can do it. We, we just aren't. Um, you also see in some places like a kind of an equivalent of like a midwifery warm line, if you will, where you can call in um, and it's expected that you will. Um, pelvic floor therapy being included. France is like the most famous example of that. Um, but you really do have those home health aids in parts of Europe, some parts of Eastern Europe, and then there's also, I think in, in some cultures and countries really that um, there's more like family support built in. There's more of an expectation. Now that's not always perfect, right? There's like actually like studies about, um, um, I want to say there's a study from Japan about the mental health impact of having your mother-in-law sit oh. in with you for a period. So it's not perfect, <laughs> but there are structures in place um, to help support new, new parents. And, um, I think, and it's also Finland that gives the box. I want to say Finland, um, that gives you the box to be prepared, everything like baby will need. And then you're also with that getting visits as well. So there's this continuity of support, right. As opposed to here, we have lots of visits. Um, it's, it's a little different now, obviously with the pandemic, but you'll have usually about 15 visits throughout your pregnancy. Um, and then have the baby, you know, handed the baby and told, good luck. We'll see you at your one insurance sanctioned visit, uh, six to eight weeks. And uh, so many people aren't even making those right now um, with the pandemic. Maybe it's a phone call check-in. Maybe you just don't even get it. So that's what we've been experiencing too, that it really? is. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like such a subpar virtual visit, or you mm-hmm. don't even see the doctor it's with a nurse or um, it just some really appalling things that have made me say, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. Not- and oh. it's usually about birth control, sex, exercise, yes. check, check, check. Not like this fundamental level of how are you as a human being? It's about your body's functions. Oh, we have so it's far not- to go. You have so far to go. So it's also hard in this country because the burden of payment is on us, right? It's not something that's covered where in other countries, especially countries that we just talked about, it is covered. It's given to these people because you had a baby. It is part of that expected and normal. If you have a baby, you get this care plan. Right. Which is that that's, that's the make or break moment, right? To expect people to pay out of pocket 
is a huge ask, which is why we see so many of these vital services um, really getting marginalized as like or like pushed to either side of either it's part of a program, like a pilot program that maybe a state at an individual state or county level is running, or you see folks with more um, expendable income, more privileged, being able to capitalize on these services. And it really should just be everyone part and parcel. Um, I totally agree with you. And being able to have the paid leave in order to rest and recoup and then actually benefit from these services, right? So there's so many parts to it. Um, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, we're not inventing anything here. It's been done <laughs> around the globe. It's a matter of adopting these policies and actually respecting birthing bodies. They give them the time and space to heal, right? Like without interference, which, okay, so let's let's talk about yeah. some boundaries in postpartum. So we all know the bounce back culture of like physical, get your body back, like pre-baby body, not going to happen. Uh, You've not had a baby. You're a new human. Like, so don't try and be that old person again. Like don't even do it. But the, the, the physical bounce back, we know it's there. We're pretty good at recognizing it. And I think a lot of people are starting to kind of shift away from that and, and say like- It know, is finally happening. Exactly. Yeah. So harder, really hard when you aren't able to recognize when boundaries are being crossed. So for me, uh, a really good example is when your work won't really respect your maternity leave or paternity leave, like you're on leave and yes. they email you and ask you to like, do this one little project, or would you mind like heading this up? Or would you mind like sending this email? Like, no, I am on leave. I'm not going to do that. Here's the date I'll be back in. Can you give us a few examples of where else should we set boundaries so that we can actually kind of go inward and take that time to rest and heal and focus on our mental health and focus on our baby and focus on achieving whatever goals you set up for yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I love that you bring that up because um, bound, I feel like we're at this critical moment of needing to set boundaries in so many ways. Um, and, you know, it is worth like just really quickly going back to the paid leave discussion, I think a lot of folks don't know how few people are actually covered by mm. one, fully paid leave, and then two, FMLA. The majority of people in this country work for small businesses. Uh, they don't necessarily qualify for FMLA, so they have to use vacation time. Um, and it's, you know, if you are a sole proprietor, you work for yourself, you know, whatever that may be. A lot of folks are back, like 25% are back working within two weeks. Um, it may be from a laptop on your bed, but it is still the mental load of needing to be checking in, hustling, doing all that work while you're still, you're bleeding, you're healing. You might be trying to figure out lactation, all of that. So Hot I think season, you have the hormones going. Oh like, my gosh. There's trying so to learn a new human. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many things. It's like physical, emotional, logistics, like, I mean, all of it, all of it. And so I think I've been talking a lot lately about saying no to visitors and it's not just because I'm antisocial. <laughs> I'm a very social person, um, but it's because the, the feeling of guilt is so intense of like, I, um, you know, we can go into, you know, all of, all of the negotiation, uh, negotiation around um, visitors in the pandemic, but I think regardless, you know, in a pandemic or outside of it, it's this question of um, who's coming over 
everybody wants to see the baby want, you know, and then having to host and just a lot of pressure to, um, open that door, have people come in, you know, it's so much, it's just so much. And with that comes like being prepared, like having food ready, like, is the house clean? Is the laundry done? All of those things that really can weigh on you and impact your ability to be like in the bed, (laughs) which is, uh, I'm a big believer in the one week in the bed, one week on the bed, one week around, around the bed. Um, and it can really mess with that. And we have to be able to protect our peace now more than ever. And all of the shoulds and the doing just can eat you up, like the emotional toll of that. Um, and also the physical exertion of trying to be all the things, um, and, and answering those emails and doing all of that stuff. Um, it's very hard to just opt out and take the break that we really do need to recover and learn this tiny human. Like you said, like you're on a 24 hour clock. It's like you're underwater (laughs) and you will be for a short, you know, it, it, it does get better if anyone is (laughs) listening and expecting and worried. Um, you know, there's so much joy and awe and and just a, it's an an amazing experience, a lot of transform transformational experience to have a child. But, um, those first few weeks, it is like a bomb went off basically. And you're just trying to figure things out, piece it all together. (laughs) Yeah. And that bomb hit everything, right? Like your mental state, your emotional state, your hormonal state, your relationships, your home, your body, everything is impacted by that. Yeah. And what did your birth look like? That also compounds it. Um, did it go as planned? Was it vaginal? Was it the belly birth? Was that planned? Was it not? Um, so many things. Did you feel like there was any, um, was there some trauma? Was there some medical violence? Was there, you know, and, and then if none of the above applies, you still have a transition to go through. You're still hormones, they just, uh, you're on a roller coaster. Um, that's not anecdotal, <laughs> evidence-based. <laughs> um, all the relationships are shifting, figuring out your dynamic. Um, I, I, I personally felt, you know, my body was not my own. And that was a wild thing, both like trying to figure it out to feed my tiny human, but also just like the body I knew was something completely different and it was utility-based. Um, and that really for months, I would honestly say um, a year to two years after having a baby, that's something you're figuring out. Like, what is this body? How, and, and like, who is it for me, for this tiny human, my partner? It's a, it's a wild ride. Um, and we need time and, and support to process all of those things. And all of that, that we just named, you're doing it on about like this much sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I like, the first, uh, I mean, really like the first three months baby is getting a sense of night and day that's, it has to reverse. They are, you know, I, I, I try not to say like that on demand, but like as needed you are, there are no schedules. It is not the time for that. It is, you know, you are pretty much every two to three hours, um, you're feeding and soothing, swaying, and maybe getting in some tummy time in between. Oh, <laughs> you're just trying your best <laughs> around and not the clock. really sleeping. Yeah. Around the clock. And that's, it's so hard to factor in like what the lack of sleep can do 
Um, so that's why I'm always as a doula, just like nap whenever you can, which is the easiest advice to give and the hardest advice to take, honestly. But it gives you a space to ask for help during postpartum is also really hard. So people will offer and you know what? I'm just a big believer that people aren't going to offer if they're not genuine. And then if they're not genuine and they do offer and you give them a task, they will retreat and be like, oh, okay, I'll come over like next week or like, oh yeah, let me go to the grocery store and I'll make you dinner. Like when people ask to help hundred percent of the time, it's almost always, I guess that's not hundred percent of the time, 99% of the time, it's probably a genuine ask. What can yeah. we do to help? Do not hesitate pandemic, you know, uh, way in the pandemic stuff, don't hesitate to ask people to come over. And would you mind just doing the dishes? Would you mind right. just taking out the garbage? And we've got three piles of laundry that I've been able mm-hmm. to manage to wash, but I just can't get it away. Right. Like, would you mind coming yeah. over and just sitting for an hour so I could actually shower myself, but I can't leave my two and a half year old and my partner is back at work. Maybe my partner had no yeah. lead at all. Right. Like, please mm-hmm. don't hesitate to ask for things that you would probably never ask a guest to do otherwise. That also right. is dependent on you being very selective on who you let into your home. So yeah, don't let every Tom, Dick and Harry into your home to like take out your garbage and do your dishes. <laughs> Reserve that right for people who truly deserve to see you and your baby, who will truly put in positively to that environment and will leave that environment better than they found it. Or mm. Um, like, I guess more supportive of you. So not always better, but sometimes we can just rearrange things where it's just more supportive of where you are now. Those are the people who deserve to come into your home postpartum. Absolutely. And there's so much power in the food drop-off too. Like I am going to come by, I'm going to drop off food. I'll text you that it's there and I'm gone. And I love you from afar. That is to me, one of the biggest acts of kindness and love you can show a new parent. It is a beautiful thing. (laughs) And if you're not there locally, um, you know, sending a digital card for uh, food delivery, meal train, food service, like whatever, whatever it is. um, Amazing. And I am not sponsored by Gold Belly, but I love Gold Belly too, for like really good food gifts. (laughs) They're not like your day-to-day food, but like a very special treat to send um, from somewhere they love. It's you just can't beat that. Like mm, food is love anytime, food is love. <laughs> anytime. It really is. And just the fact of like, they don't have to entertain. They don't even have to get dressed because we all know that well, that's a lot of naked time. Um, oh my gosh. That's... <laughs> exactly. Like, um, the, yeah, your tops off, you're like trying to figure things out. Um, so then it's, there's just no question. So I think whatever you can send, like drop off and or send digitally, please do. And it's also like all of our service or all of our services are virtual, right? So it's like making it as easy as possible to get virtual doula support, like get that gift card, Um, make sure that that person is held in all of the right ways. Drop off food preferred. (laughs) (laughs) So I do want to talk about the, my fourth app, tell us all about it. What are you doing? How are you taking postpartum doulas, which is traditionally an in-home service and making it virtual? Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Well, we had it in beta for a while and then we launched it publicly in November of last year. And I'm, I'm, thank you. I'm just, I'm fired up about it because 
really like I'm, I'm a doula's doula. I, I believe wholeheartedly in in-person community doula work and that plays such an important role. Um, and I want to main, I just want to mainstream doula care as much as possible. And so when I was starting major care pre-pandemic, I felt like digital was the best way to do that, right? How do we make it as accessible and affordable as possible to be in place of a physical doula who is not in your area? Because there are still so many cities and towns where there are not doulas available. Um, or if you do have one available, like a beautiful companion to that. So my fourth is two things. One, it's a day-by-day guide to the fourth trimester. So you have, you know, information overwhelm. The doctor Google is, it just takes you down a rabbit hole. It's so overwhelming. Um, and there's just also a lot of um, bad unsupported information out there. So we're trying to pare it down and give you bite-sized content each and every day. What is the most important thing for you to know at day seven of your postpartum journey, day 15? We currently have the first 42 days covered. We're building it out, like as we speak, um, going to 90 days, and then eventually we'll be building it out to be an 18-month platform because it really does take that long uh, to recover, transition, just get everything. I mean, there's just so many phases to this and it's never a neat and tidy, you know, marker of time at three months or six months at nine months, you know, all, all of the in-between comes with its own um, questions and hurdles and, and need for resources. So we're bringing you that day by day. We also have a resource library, um, just all of those big topics, you know, talking about the things that people aren't necessarily talking about, like nipple care, going the bathroom, um, sex and intimacy, you know, really a wide span of things and also giving lactation best practices. Um, so we've also folded in a postpartum prep section, which I'm really excited about because, um, planning for the birth is so important, right? Especially I'm thinking of your listeners, like that is, there's so much work that can and should be done, um, in planning for the birth. My hope is we can extend that a little bit farther and think about postpartum and before really you're in it. Yes. Before you're in it. And if you're in it and, and then reach out to us, that's great too. But just some basic questions of how you care for yourself afterwards, who, you know, do you, you'd be surprised how many questions come up um, that partners haven't talked about in terms of visitors um, who's going to take care of the pets. If you ha- already have a child sibling care and just some of the logistics of like, are there stairs in the house? If you have, you know, where are you going to set yourself up? Where are your battle stations going to be? Um, whether you have a vaginal birth or a belly birth, but especially if you have a belly birth, you know, we want to minimize stairs and everything like that. Um, so we cover you there and lots and lots of resources and recipes, so much goodness baked into it. And then, uh, once you've had the baby or babies, we have two plans for virtual doula care texting, is available $29 a month. We tried to make it as affordable as possible. Um, and we also have video plans. So everything is private, HIPAA compliant. Um, you can be texting with our doulas with that plan and have on the spot video with your dedicated doula. It's it's really exciting. Um, and you know, we just wanted to try to meet people where they are. You're on your nap trapped, <laughs> you're on your phone. How do we make it as easy as possible? Um, and 
you know, it's like Google, like things you just don't need to see your provider for in terms of like, do I have a clogged duct? Um, how do I take care of this crazy itching that's happening as my stitches are healing? Those kind of questions, like that's where doulas shine. I know you know that. Um, and we yeah. just want to, you know, basically our whole thing is like put a doula in your pocket. That is amazing. What a wonderful resource for literally every human that has ever had a baby. I bet there are so many people <laughs> who are past that stage being like, where was this when I had my baby? I know it's pretty much what, yeah, that's what we hear a lot. I'm like, gift it, just gift it. <laughs> Pay it forward. Wow, Mandy. Okay. That is, that is just amazing. So you have two options. You can text a doula, have a plan of text message, and then have a mm-hmm. plan of text and video, right? Right. So, and the pl- and the texting plan is with um, our on-call doulas, who are all incredible. We have this amazing, diverse team across the country. Everybody also has secondary certifications in lactation um, and so many other things. And just um, they are incredible, absolutely incredible, um, and so caring and committed to what they do. Um, we are so lucky to have the team that we have. Um, so texting with them right now, it's 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Central, but we're working to expand that to be truly 24 um, seven. We want to be there at 2 a.m. with you because no one else can be. So we're getting there. Um, and then the video plan, you are actually paired with your own dedicated doula. That's $1.99 a month, um, a little bit of a higher price point, but you have that like really true one-to-one care and you're having video sessions weekly, um, and just making sure that you have that continuity of care that we, you know, we hope all people have after having a baby. Yeah. Oh but my the gosh. app is free to download all of the content I mentioned before the daily guides that is all free. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. We wanted to make sure that, um, that's as widely available as possible. So, and everything is overviewed by a panel of advisors. So we have some really incredible uh, curriculum advisors on our team too. That is awesome. What a life-changing resource for people. I mean, this is just going to like revolutionize the way that postpartum is done. I was going to say that we have babies, but I think that starts probably in the hospital, but at (laughs) least the care that you get once your baby is here, this is about to just like spin it on its head for sure. Uh, I so appreciate that. And, you know, it just comes from a place of, of, we are not wired to do this alone and we have never been more alone to figure this all out. And really, um, even when it, if you're, if you have some close family and friends who are there for you, like, yes, I am so happy that you do. Um, they are probably not going to ask you about your bleeding. Um, not who you're, you know, like bleeding, nipple care, just all of those TMI questions. Um, and we also want to make sure that everything you're hearing is modern, up to date, as yes. evidence-based as possible, um, or culturally in, informed as possible. And that's what we're able to provide. That is amazing. Oh my goodness. This is just like the perfect pair with the birth lounge. I love that yeah. someone has access <laughs> to like the most, I don't even know, like comprehensive care from start to finish. Like you have the resources, like they're out there. These things exist. Um, you guys go grab them, go gobble them up. Mandy, this has been such a fun conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate all your wisdom and I know everyone does too. So for just wrapping things up, if someone out there is, is really like in 
the thick of it with this mom strong culture and and like they just don't understand how they're going to get themselves out they feel like they truly have to be everything to everybody all the time all the people what's the first step to kind of maybe stopping that mm. i would say one of the most powerful things you can do is to stop scrolling mm. maybe you have a few trusted sources on because Instagram and other social outlets can be incredible for connecting us and the parent groups in the community. um, I think it's some of the best part of social. So know where you're going before you start scrolling. I would say that. Um, And just watch that time because the compare and despair is very real. Mm. Um, It's very, (laughs) there's so much performative parenting happening. Not everybody has it figured out. And I talk about that in that HuffPost piece um, I shared with you that, um, you know, we just see, there, we just see a lot of hopefulness and happy baby photos. And, um, and well, actually scratch that hopefulness is a beautiful thing, but some of just some of the photos that can make you feel like other people have it more figured out. Yeah. We're all in the weeds together. So limit that scroll full stop. I love that. Instagram is not what it appears at all. And once you know the insides and outs of running an Instagram, it's, uh, it really kind of ruins social media for you. So that was a, that was a wonderful piece of advice that doom scrolling really is doom scrolling. You guys put the phones away instead, stare at your baby, scroll over them kiss them all over, <laughs> hang out with them, go sit naked with your baby and, and just look at them and, and bond with them. Mandy, thank you for joining me today. This has been a really, really cool conversation. Um, people who wanted to find the app, where can they find it? And then also people who wanted to connect with you for major care. How can they do mm-hmm. that? Yes. So you can download the app at majorcaredoulas with an S.com backslash my hyphen fourth. Uh, you can also connect with us on Instagram at major care doulas. You can connect with me. DMS are open at doula Mandy, Mandy with a Y. Um, and yeah, visit us at matriccaredoulas.com. Um, everything you need will be there. Um, we're ready to help and we'll drop a special code for your listeners so they can get their first month free of premium content and texting with a doula. That is incredible. Oh my gosh. You would be a fool to miss out on that. All right, you guys have a great rest of your morning, day, evening, night, wherever and whenever you're listening. We will see you next time on the Birth Launch Podcast. Bye y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I truly do value this community and I love hanging out with you. If you found today's episode helpful, share it with a friend. Share it with someone who might also find this information helpful. I'd love to hear what you have to say and read your sweet words on iTunes. You can leave us a review and this helps get this information into the hands of parents who might also benefit from hearing it. If you're interested in joining The Birth Lounge, you can go to thebirthlounge.com. Our blog is linked there. You can find all sorts of free information as well as how to get your access to The Birth Lounge. You can always hang out with me on Instagram as well, at Tranquility by Hehe. Until then, stay educated, stay supported, stay confident.
Hey there, just a friendly reminder that nothing in this podcast is to be used as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult your healthcare provider with any questions or concerns you have about your health or anything discussed in this podcast. Side effects may include educated adults, informed decision-making skills, and consensual care. Tranquility by Hehe and the Birth Lounge are not responsible for any ideal births that were created with this podcast. The birth parent deserves all the credit.